time to get geeked up. Time to get geeked up to stand up comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. Hey, hey. Ooh, baby. Time to get geeked up. What's going on, geeks? Welcome to the Geeked Up Podcast Fall TV Movie Preview featuring life in Coronaville. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always is Mr. Social Distance himself, Liam Whaley. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, buddy? Welcome What's to the show, up, everyone. Kid? It's that time of year again, baby, for the old Geeked Up uh, Fall Preview. You know, we've... Uh, yeah, the annual tradition of autumn that has become yes. the Fall Preview Special, where we forget that the Emmys just happened and have to shoehorn that in real quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Living into and, uh, the tradition again, yeah. we will... There's always that. And then I think if memory serves me, this always just turns into like a 50-minute Walking Dead speech from me, but... Uh, I think a couple years there's been a Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, but it's usually like oh, yeah. one TV uh, story that goes, like one TV oh. show that uh, carries the weight, as and then a whole bunch of movies, and similar, yeah. I guess. We got some good TV shows, though. I'm really looking forward to one. And, some uh, things this year, it's a little different, you know, everything, production's all wonky, because like we said, we also are still living in Coronaville. Still socially uh, socially distancing, slowly getting closer back together, which we'll talk about in uh, Coronaville News real quick. But, uh, you know, we're still doing this. Um, what? Fuck. We started in like uh, April and now it's uh, fall. We're doing our fall movie. <laughs> yeah, preview. we uh, I mean, we didn't really do. I guess we did our Star Wars or our May the 4th be with you Star Wars special. Okay, and we did a yeah, couple of did... like seasonal specials. But yeah, we missed our, our annual summer. Mo- did, actually, I think we did a summer movie special. I think we did. Yeah, yeah. we did actually. We did. And uh, as well as we've had the DC fandom and the uh, mm-hmm. uh, this year's virtual Comic-Con. So we've had a couple other specials. But you're right. It's been uh, we've come a long way from, uh, like you said, March, the middle of March, when we watched The Tiger King, to yeah, now yeah. the beginning I of mean, October, the- when we unveil the fall special. I mean, yeah, so much, dude. We had to do the whole five-year anniversary via Zoom and everything, like everybody else, which, uh, again, I think in the end really worked in our favor. <laughs> yeah, uh, for real. <laughs> There's no way that we were getting uh, uh, Ronnie Berman in. There's no way I was getting Ron the Waiter in my house uh, one more time. So basically he can thank Zoom for uh, the five-year anniversary. But I guess on that note as well, listen back to all of the – to the entire Life in Coronaville catalog from Mm -hmm. the last six months. Our summer of fun and our spring (laughs) of trying to – our spring of desperately trying to hang on to our sanity – our summer of virtual fun, as well as uh, all the Zooms in the summer, and I guess spoiler uh-huh. alert, but look into a uh, big announcement on a on a on a big geeked up Zoom for the falls. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, and of course, uh, listen back uh, to our sister podcast, Netflix and Chat, where uh, believe it or not, we're still on the air after the last one we watched was. Uh, I don't know if my window's open, but uh, we watched uh, we watched Cutie. Right? Uh, Ah, man. I think the other thing, the big uh, way we dodged a big bullet is uh, thank God for the debates. 
because apparently uh, that's all we can talk about on social media, which we'll get into in a second <laughs> here. But uh, like we said at the beginning, this is the big fall TV special. But of course, this is also we can't uh, do that before we talk about a little bit of life in Coronaville, what's been going on in the world. Uh, uh, kind of how we're progressing since the beginning yeah, of all. Like this. we were just talking about how long it's been, but I guess on a positive note, we should talk about how far we've come in a lot of ways yeah. from full on lockdowns and, you know, not being able to leave your house for two weeks and, uh, you know, uh, uh, at home together, the online global citizens fest being the only entertainment. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, now we sit here, I guess, as of yesterday or as of today here in New York City, where, of course, me and Devin are located, but uh, officially inside restaurants are at 25% capacity. Mm-hmm. Most surrounding uh, areas are even more than that. I guess if we're talking other states that you might be listening from, God only knows. I think they canceled coronavirus in Florida officially like two weeks ago. But <laughs> In Florida, it's officially uh, 100% full open and it's not even like here where i think like you know new york announced restaurants uh you know like you said being indoor 25 percent capacity we've talked about in previous episodes but that's not even starting till this weekend you know what i mean like so it took a while of setup like, yeah yeah now, for sure this is the first and also we've it. talked about but that is like a lot of logistics and stuff and like you're taking temperatures you have contact information like they're doing a lot even with those 25 percent people inside whereas florida it's like we give everybody the chance to set up and everything like you said yeah and then florida ron DeSantis just gets on tv and he was like yeah you know what fuck it we're open and it was like that night (laughs) like i know a guy down there that owns a bar and he's like yo we got a band already scheduled for tonight come on down and i was like damn dude like waste no time no masks no uh no No masks no rules No, nothing. And uh, 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 no other state is quite so extreme, but, you know, most states are, uh, you know, inside capacity, at least, you know, uh, more than 25% anyway. But we're back to, like, you know, inside is going on, even in more large-scale stuff like sports. There is uh, uh, actually crowds at a lot of these football games and, you know, uh, uh, limited capacity. Even in Florida, it's not like 100% crowds. They're still doing, like, 25%. And uh, Texas is doing 25%, but... It seems like the ultimate home field advantage. Like, it should be like... No, I mean, my thought of that is nobody should be allowed to if less all are allowed to. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, a good point, actually. It really is definitely you know, like... Uh, you're playing in uh, the Meadowlands. There's going to be no crowd. And then your next game's in fucking Dallas. And it's like... Bleh! It's like, yeah. well, that's not fucking... That's not a bunch fair. of rednecks <laughs> coughing all over you. Yeah, it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> The, uh, that's not fair. I mean, yeah, no, that is definitely be... like a competitive balance kind of situation. But I guess NFL, I guess the uh, sports as well as we've covered has really come a long way as we have uh, uh, we have officially made it through the NHL season. Congrats to the Tampa Bay Lightning who knocked yeah. out my stupid Islanders, and then I guess there we go, Florida bringing the cup, going yeah, to give the Corona, uh, Stanley Damn Cup back. coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, so the that went off without a hitch, as well as the NBA uh, uh, finals is currently underway. So both of those were in like the isolated bubble locations. But both of those honestly turned out great. Me and you were a little bit confused and thought at first they probably just should have uh, uh, canceled the seasons or not. At this point, I'm really, really happy that they did 
continue on with both seasons. The NBA has been great. The NHL was great. There was no the uh, bubbles were 100% effective in terms of coronavirus protection. So that was just an amazing job for them. You know, there's been a lot of social stuff that's gone on, obviously with Black Lives Matters and the NBA, which has been great as well. But it's been really, really uh, uh, great for entertainment. Really, really just great on every level for the NHL and NBA to mm-hmm. have done that so well. And as well, a Major League Baseball is now in its playoffs. And that one, uh, that season went off uh, with travel and, like, you know, everybody being in their regular houses and stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, went off true. pretty much without a hitch as well. You know, a couple of, you know, it started off, remember, opening weekend, like half the Marlins, of course, in stupid Florida had <laughs> yeah. coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, I, we thought, I thought the season was going to get canceled right then and there because it, it was so yeah, quickly. Yeah, I talked about it. In. Like, well, that was that. Yeah, yeah exactly. It so fast. And then other than that, there's been a couple minor hiccups. You know, games have been canceled or whatnot, but really they've gotten everything off on schedule. And, uh, you know, they're going to be – they've got another month or so to go, but they're going to have gotten that season through pretty much on time and uh, uh, safely. There has not been major spikes. And these guys are getting tested a lot, so there's a great sample size to see. Like, you know what I mean? There's no lack of – there's no lack of information on whether they're getting uh, uh, sick or not. You know what I mean? It's not like they're not ignoring testing for a couple months and you don't know what happened. Like, they're getting tested all the time. So uh, it's a real good sample size to see, you know. So that's interesting. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Well, then also, but I mean, in uh, scary news, because football, you know, uh, seemed like the most progressive so far, just with, like we were saying, with fans being in the stands, I feel like they're the first to, like, slowly start kind of do that yeah. of course the broncos had the full south park cast in the stands, yes which is amazing awesome yeah 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 dude. <laughs> literally every character like all the b characters all <laughs> yeah, yeah. were there but then uh you know uh, football is kind of facing its first hiccup now being the close sport that it is is they had to cancel or i guess postpone rather the steelers and uh titans game that was yeah. for this Sunday. I guess, yeah. Not without a – it's not flawless, but that has uh, been postponed for, at this point, just like a day or two, though. It's postponed as of now to either Monday or Tuesday. And uh, uh, I guess, you know, it was a couple of players and some people on the staff. But they're really trying to just move along. And it's like quarantine the people that are sick, test everybody else if you're not sick. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Like, if, if, if you test well, have clean, those, we're going on. So They have those armbands, too, which are kind of neat because everyone that's in that stadium, be it the cameraman or anything, they all wear these armbands. And it literally, like, tracks their movement. And, like, so you could see, like, if, let's say, like, one guy gets test positive for COVID, even if it's, like, a camera guy, they could see directly, like, who he got into contact oh, wow. with Interesting. by this armband and then, like, who wow. else that those people by proxy got in contact with. Wow. So it's uh, really going all out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, That's... if only the whole world uh, could do that, but... Uh, yeah, no, I know, There's for people sure. that are refusing to wear a mask. I, I doubt there's going to wear a armband tracker. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know, for sure. 
And I guess, I mean, a lot of, uh, uh, I guess we can get into in a minute one of the other big stories that'll be going down in the fall. But I guess a lot of coronavirus is definitely going to continue to be a story throughout the fall and into next winter. And coronavirus will still even be a story, you know, at this point, unfortunately, next spring and summer. You know what I mean? Hopefully by next summer, you can think maybe if you're the most optimistic person in the world, maybe by next summer, we're at the very tail end of it and you know what i mean mm-hmm. last precautionary measures and all that but it's still gonna be you know what i mean we're, we're doing great you know getting through finally or whatnot however you want to say it but it's still uh gonna be you know an ongoing thing obviously but we have come oh, yeah. a very long way from total lockdown in uh, uh april so be happy about that anyway we have, we have. But uh, the other thing the old Coronaville uh, virus is going to be at the head of, too, not only uh, just in our lives, but the big election coming up in November, it seems to be the forefront, one of the many forefronts of discussion, um, not only amongst voters, but also amongst the debates that just happened last Tuesday night. Uh, yep, and, uh, and and I'm counting, uh, and, and we're counting election news as part of our fall entertainment preview. I mean, it's going to be mm-hmm. the only thing that's fucking on TV for half the fall, so it, it's... It's, yeah. uh... <laughs> it's very, it falls into uh, Corona news and fall TV yeah, and they fall. I, I, I know yeah. we're, we're kicking off our fall, uh, yeah, our fall uh, <laughs> uh, entertainment preview with the election coverage because it's going to be a lot, starting with the debates, which I guess we already had our first debate... Which was wildly chaotic and, you know... Yeah, it was also, like, exactly what I expected it to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there was no real shocker surprises to me. My only shocker, I was telling you off, my only shocker was that, not even from the election, but it was from, like, how am I the only person in the world who didn't know who the Proud Boys were? Like, was I the only one that had to Google that? Like, how is yeah, everybody... Up? Can you believe what he said about the Proud Boys? How can you believe what he said about the Proud Boys? Look at the Proud Especially Boys. Because they, uh, like... I, I at least thought you would have looked them up already just because of uh, how much they sound like a wrestling team, a wrestling group. <laughs> like, the Proud Boys, isn't that uh, Mankind and Triple yeah, H? Like... I know, seriously. That was, I guess, the big story. But really, other than that, it was just, you know, the big story. Dude, I have was a, uh, well, the big story, I think, for the election, too, was, uh, you know, them setting up Trump to uh, say, you know, just denounce white supremacists. And he didn't you know what i mean well, those were the bad boys that yeah, was well, he took, yeah but he took a, he told him to stand by he was like yeah. boys, stand by stand by which uh i have a theory a couple of theories on this one is obviously trump's a dumb racist but the other <laughs> one is dude it was just one of those things where like trump has just such an ego that if you're watching that video and i'm not defending trump by any means i want to make that clear but if you're watching that video they're both like goading him into saying it they're like, say it then, say it. And like Biden's like, say it, yeah, say it. And like the <laughs> moderator's like, say it, say it. Yeah, yeah. There's no fucking way in hell they could have been telling him to like say that the sky is blue. But the way they're like coming yeah, at Trump yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. there's no way in hell that guy's gonna be like, all right, guys, geez, I'll say it. Like, no, you're right. Like political like diplomacy has but. just been like yeah. non-existent from Trump from day one. Mm-hmm. Like he does not do any of the things that you would just assume a politician would do. Like you know, well, of course they'd come out and denounce well, you know, white nationalism and all this kind of stuff. But he, you know, he has really just doubled down. It seems on you know. 
the uh, really throughout the whole Black Lives Matter thing, but he is just like obviously you. Like, I, I I don't think you can really argue, even if you are a Trump supporter, that he has paid no uh, uh, attention to trying to win over black voters. Or like, if you think he's a racist, he's not trying to win you over. He never has no, no, no. throughout John yeah, Lewis yeah. through like he's never budged 100%. in trying to win over or prove that he's not racist. So he's just doubling down and just. Hoping that there's more racist people than not racist people in the country, but like he's never he's had lots of opportunities. Even just like I said, saying something nice about John Lewis, where he said something mm-hmm. nice about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but he didn't say anything nice about it. Like there's uh, uh, ever since Charlottesville, he's really like just went out of his way to at least let everybody know that he's not he's not yeah, yeah, no, you no, no, know no, bending sure. over backwards for African American voters. Like that is not happening. So 100%. does it come back to bite him in this year's election? As we talked about on the five-year special with Secret Agent Ronnie, our political pundit, the uh, you know lack of African-American voters in the last election, which Hillary still won by three million in the popular vote. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But the uh, lack of African-American voters in certain cities really cost him in some swing states. And hopefully if there's a huge turnout within the Afri- – much like Black Panther being the biggest Marvel movie of all time, if all of the black voters go out and vote for Biden mm-hmm. – uh, like they did for Obama and un- and like they did not do for Hillary, then they uh, can control America's fate in their hands, you know, so. Yeah, who knows? I mean, me and of course we'll I'm going I'm I'm going to write in for Chris Evans cuz it's hilarious. To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to not take this election seriously at all. I yeah. find. <laughs> and I'm doing what I do every 4 years, Stephen Root. <laughs> but no, get out there and vote. Get out there and register. At least register, you know what I mean. <laughs> At least give fifty percent. Yeah, that's all. Amazing. That's all I'm asking. You know, that's Rock all I'm doing. Vote. Vote or die. Yeah, at least become an organ donor throughout the registration process. And then, uh, oh fuck yeah. that, dude! The people in the ambulance will kill you then, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Uh, but anyway, I guess in uh, kind of sticking with the pol- the political news though too, and is kind of the announced movie though that kind of falls into with the old voting and politics, but uh, very secretively filmed and kind of just like announced and show now, but. The Borat's of sequent movie film, the sequel to Borat. Yeah, is and this is like out. really hot off the presses. As when mm-hmm. I watched the trailer, it was like hours old. So I don't know if this came out today or like, but yeah, I haven't really yeah, yeah. heard about it. And then it's like, so this is been, breaking news. Been rumors and here and there that he was filming this, and no one really confirmed it. And I think just like a day or two ago, it was just like, just so you know, like Amazon bought Borat, and then he uh, Sasha Baron Cohen came out. I was like, just so you know, like this will have a definite like uh, effect on the debates and the election. Like, I'm involved in it. It's going to come out before the okay, election. Interesting. Like, Jesus Christ. So now, I guess, to catch everybody up as well, Sasha Baron Cohen, not Borat, the character, but he already has made some political news with his we're going to give them all the Johan flu, like, gag For that sure, he did uh, at, like, a right-wing... The Wuhan flu, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I got a feeling that that's going to be a part of this movie, dude. 
I mean, you would yeah, think I so mean, for sure. And even I guess, I guess actually, yeah, because even in this movie, he is going as Borat, but then Borat goes undercover and in disguise yeah. in America. So it's like Borat dressed up as a fat American. It's like it's exactly. like, but but like doesn't drop the Borat accent. But it's kind of like Borat trying to do a redneck, act. and it looks fucking brilliant. I'm a sucker for this fucking guy. I think he's the. Yeah, I think any too. of these movies are the funniest goddamn things I've ever seen. This one has, like, like a girl Borat. Do you know who the actress is that plays? I don't. No, no, no. I only briefly looked at it. Because there's, like, a full-on, like, fucking Wayne's World 2-style girl Garth. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, a wacky accent on a chick for the Borat. And it plays Borat's daughter in the movie. But, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for it too, man. Just because I like myself, I am a big fan. And at first, too, like I was kind of put off by because I was like, which one of these fucking idiots are still falling for this guy? I mean, that's that the is, old like, gimmick. But, guy. Yeah. but then him like dressing in different costumes this time as Borat, like you said, the double layer of it, so he can still trick a. But honestly, dude, I feel like this one, even by looks of the trailer, and honestly, dude, at some point you have to just totally, you can't keep the spoof up forever. So it would be like a a just genius level of filmmaking if they ever could convert Borat into like a scripted fake kind of thing. But it looks like that sleepover scene from the trailer where he's like staying at those rednecks house or whatnot. It's just like, mm. is this just an amazing comedy scene where they're all staying in character? And you know what Maybe. I mean? Like, is this just Maybe. an improv? Like, are these guys real rednecks or is this a hilarious well, movie? And it's almost like an Andy Kaufman-esque thing now where the line is so blurred where – but I kind of have to believe that – and honestly, dude, it's a fucking comedy thing. So if they're just pulling off an amazing ruse – it's fucking it's it's comedy god bless him you know what I mean? like it doesn't have yeah, to be yeah, real yeah, to be sure. funny you know what i mean and it would be almost that just knowing what you know would be more impressive to 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 pair or to fake it you know what mm-hmm. i mean that kind of thing so but i think that, that it's right. probably going to be a blend of some spoof comedy some definitely fooling idiot well, the first Borat had like the scenes with like his little fat sidekick that was obviously like scripted comedy like where they were like wrestling around the room naked, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then yeah. again, I think that turns into like unscripted, where he's like running through the lobby naked. So yeah. who knows? And like you said, the redneck thing also totally reminds me of uh, in Bruno, where he goes camping with like all those rednecks that goes hunting with okay, them, yeah, yeah. and then in the middle of the night, he just keeps trying to like crawl into their tent and like <laughs> yeah. you know try to bang them more or less and. You have to imagine that, like, yeah, it is probably scripted yeah, because yeah, he's be fucking be dead more than meets the eye for sure. But then he's also talked about how, like, in and again, it could just be planted in the thing, but that he actually thought that they might get killed during Bruno when they were doing that straight man's wrestling gig, and then he starts like making out with the dude in the middle <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. ring. And, like, people went fucking bonkers. He's, like, people really throwing beer bottles and chairs in there. Well, I mean, there's definitely got to be a a difference between the people that Borat, you know, uh, that are people that are involved in the scenes and the people that he's fooling. Like, if they're going to, like, a public place and shocking civilians that are watching something, the civilians are going to be – like, that was kind of what the – in Bruno – Right, that wrestling yeah. scene. It was like the people that were watching, or like when he's doing the uh, uh, fake national anthem or whatnot. Like those are definite oh, unwilling pr- uh, participants. The guys yeah. in the in the tent on the on the camping trip. Oh, you got to yeah, figure yeah. they're fucking in on the gag a little bit. You know what I mean? But when they yeah. get a couple guys that are in on the gag and then shock people that aren't in on the gag, all of a sudden it's like, I mean, there's just so yeah, many it's... elements of the fucking comedy. It's it's really amazing. 
And, it's uh, very funny, very funny. Man. And I guess just there is uh, a little bit more to Borat, as we're going to see another another hilarious character from Borat as well coming up. Although yeah. it is a comedy, well, right? The Chicago Seven. That's a, uh, a hilarious <laughs> gag. That uh, who's yeah, his right? character in that one? Uh, you know, the hilarious Abby Hoffman from. Uh, <laughs> You know, now what's he like? Is he a uh, <laughs> what country is he little, from? He's a little extreme. <laughs> is he a very Jewish kind of character, or what's he? Uh... No, really, man. But you're right because the Borat movie is coming out October 23rd, and then I think a week before that uh, on Netflix, Borat's coming out on Amazon Prime. A week before that on Netflix is the Trial of Chicago Seven, which is all, of course, about the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago where the police pretty much attacked protesters and just went wild on people. And... Attacking protesters? I've never heard mm-hmm. of anything. Uh, I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I but, can't uh, imagine Sasha such a... Sasha Baron Cohen is in that, like we said, too. Yeah, but this is Abby like an Hoffman. actual real one. Yeah. I was being, this is uh, a real one, yeah. yeah I, was, I was being a dick, uh, uh, joking around, but this is like a full-on... It really does just go to show the range of Sasha Baron Cohen, though, is he is no stranger to you know, uh, uh, real acting chops and no, quite the sure. difference between the Chicago seven and Borat two Borat. coming out on back to back weeks. So it's really yeah, the fall of, both. uh, the fall of, of Sasha Baron Cohen. But you got to figure that like, you know, this dude's bread and butter. He's got to give it back to, uh, his three his things that made him Molly G Borat and, uh, Bruno, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would have loved to see another character. Has he? There has been another. That other show. Did he debut any other characters on like the second incarnation of the uh, Dolly G show? No, same uh, Ali G Borat and uh, Bruno. (laughs) But yeah, that is an amazing, uh, uh, an amazing resume, a two, uh, 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 an amazing two for one resume stuffer for Sasha Baron Cohen that week. You know? Yeah, really. Both on uh, streaming services too. So, yes, I guess uh, we'll see a lot of that in the uh, throughout the movie, throughout our movie news as we get to. I guess another uh, election one, real quick. But as well, there is that Fox uh, 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 Robert Smigel puppet uh, oh, yeah. uh, election thing with like Trump and Biden and you know all sorts of political figures in hilarious crank yankers puppet style. Uh, That's right. And with, Robert Smigel, be, yeah. with Robert Smigel, with with uh, Robert Smigel being involved. I give it the chance, you know. Yeah. If it's on I mean, after Sunday football or whatever, I'll, I'll watch on Fox. I'll watch it. I'm a big fan of Triumph, and plus, uh, Smigel killed it as the marriage moderator in a Marriage Story. So uh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, this is the guy. You mean the guy from Marriage Story? Is, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Smigel's the man. You know what I mean? Fucking like comedy writing legend. So you definitely, you definitely got to at least give it. And a the chance, commercials you know? look funny. It's honestly, this election has gotten so intense that it's almost like not even funny, and it's just like you kind of don't even like. I, I've kind of I've lost a little bit of like the humor in laughing about uh, what an ass Trump is. Like Bush was just a hilarious, you know what I mean? A hilarious piece of shit. Trump, this one's like, it's like gone too far to like, I'll laugh about it all after the, you know, November 3rd. But it's just like, it's kind of, it's kind of hard sitting there with my popcorn giggling along to like, Oh Trump, he really is a racist dirtbag. You know? Yeah. I watched the whole thing. It was, I watched the whole thing. It was wild, man. It was uh... what the puppet thing. 
Oh, no, no, no. I mean, the debates. Oh, no, 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 yeah. No, no I'm talking yeah, about the puppet yeah. thing, even. The debates, yeah, are, right. like, Actually, the debates are real. Yeah. At least you can, like, have... This is... I'm talking about, like, a straight comedy parody. It's almost like I don't... Like, even the uh, uh, Baldwin Trump impression or whatever. It's just, like, it's almost beyond parody at this point. Let's just fucking, you know... Yeah. Let's just move on Let's just get end this it. madness like I'll, I'll laugh like i said i'll laugh when it's all over when trump is like a black eye on america's history i'll laugh about it when it's a black eye in america's present it's a little bit hard to swallow but mm. absolutely man very true but uh we could talk then to get your mind off it a little tv news especially um a cat uh to get your mind off of it, too, we could talk a little TV news, especially uh, an award show that Trump himself has actually lost uh, for The Apprentice, of course. <laughs> I'm talking the Emmys. Do the Emmys give a reality TV show? Uh, they do, Emmy man. for best reality show? Oh, yeah. I do. I look it up. He was nominated a couple of times. And in very much Trump form, look up his Twitter account like during those times. Oh, hilarious. Of him like, accusing the networks of hating him. The, <laughs> the Apprentice was obviously the best show and deserved the win. I mean, I can't. I can't if the, the, if the uh, Andrew Dice Clay and fucking Penn Gillette season of The, the Apprentice didn't win an Emmy, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the shit's Creek's got going for it. <laughs> that that <laughs> amazing season of Meatloaf. And who's the dude that Meatloaf had his battle with? Gary yes, exactly. <laughs> that wasn't fucking Emmy worthy. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what was, but that's a, a very, that's a very fair point. I mean, I a show up to, I show up to snow bagels. Uh, when Dice was, was uh, uh, he like walked off. He's like, I show up. There's no fruit plate in the morning. You know, you say this Trump's a a, a rich guy. I get here, you know. <laughs> yeah dude you're right the, uh, the uh, Gary Busey meatloaf thing too it was over like a markers right he's like give me back my fucking crayon I mean I gotta give a shout out to Andy Dwan for like cluing me in on that one to be honest the meatloaf uh, Andy Dwan like on our celebrity meltdown thing commented yes. and told us about that one but yeah then we watched the uh, YouTube clip of uh, yeah exactly you're definitely right though it was like a hilarious and then fucking... I think Gary Busey didn't do it like meatloaf went back and like found his crayons there and Busey never even budges he just sits there and is like you know it's amazing yeah dude. yeah but uh <laughs> The Emmys this year, you know, a little different year this year, hosted, of course, by the very reliable Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Who always know. does a great job at uh, such things. Uh, I find him probably the best host for, like, you know, the current options of guys that do these big things. Your Gervases, mm-hmm. your, you know, Correct. Billy Crystals. I guess Chris Rock is a little bit out of the loop, but even out of the Chris Rocks and Gervases. You know, I think that uh, Kimmel, you have your, you're, you're in your best bed with Kimmel, I'd say. That's what I was saying. Your safe choice, dude. You're going with Kimmel. Um, the weird format this year, obviously, his, op- his the kind of opening joke was that he was giving a speech and then it would show the crowd's reaction. Obviously, they were playing past clips of crowd reactions. They did that bit for about five minutes until <laughs> Kimmel himself was in the audience laughing. He's like, wait a second, was that me? Uh but they did this weird thing where some people were on video screen accepting rewards and some people were coming out on stage and uh, accepting their rewards. Uh, where was Kimmel? I actually did not see this. On stage. Like he was I said, at I the theater. So he was at the theater. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Performing uh, so in front he... of no audience. But then people would come out and like receive their awards. Uh, some people would come out and present. Other people, uh, like the Shit's Creek Gang, for instance, were take, winning their awards via Skype. 
They did this whole uh, shtick. I mean, obviously it was bullshit, but they did this whole thing where that, like, outside each, like, actor's house, there might be a person ready to knock on the door. That way to keep the surprise of who won the Emmy. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, But uh, I think Chappelle gave that all away with his um, acceptance speech for winning for his uh, comedy special. Did 846 uh, win? Not even for you to say that, but I think the one before that was okay, an Emmy for uh, this guy's special. And in pure Chappelle form, just like, you know, laughed at the surprise of it all and really just like tore at the critics and the fucking media in general. Classic, hilarious Chappelle form. Um, nice. But nice. the other big stories were that uh, I think the first time in history, Shit's Creek uh, won every comedy award <laughs> yeah. that was not I mean, literally like not joking, like, wow, they won like every yeah, award. Yeah, they no, literally. literally- won won every award from best comedy series to best comedy uh, supporting actor best comedy lead actor supporting actress lead actress i mean uh, i think it's come up on the show before but have have you ever watched because i might have to give it a chance at this point like i have is it fucking hilarious is it uh, is it that much funnier than the Busey meatloaf episode that uh (laughs) that it's won every award and that one didn't no 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 (laughs) nothing's funnier than Busey. but uh, i think it is dude it's very like i kind of told you on this show when we talked about how it just had its last episode but it's very uh christopher guest-esque um, okay, I see. Of course, with because you has that feel just with Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara yep. being the married couple. You know what I mean? Even though it's written by Eugene Levy and his son, who's also a main character in the show, but it's uh, it just has I'm a that huge feel. Eugene Levy fan humor. and Christopher Guest in that style of humor. Catherine um, O'Hara is great. You know what I mean? Also, uh, what's the guy's name from uh, Cabin Boy? Chris Elliott is a big star, oh, big nice. lead in it, dude. Which is like, yeah, of course. Uh, the, uh, so I mean, I I, I uh, definitely am gonna check this one out. Really, just like on the weight of the uh, this mass sweep of the Emmys, though. And this isn't the first year. Didn't like last year, it pretty much not literally sweep the Emmys, but it was like a smash hit at last year's Emmy, right? Or was that? Yeah, uh, I mean, it was. It was. It was. But right? this one. But yeah. But this was the year where it was just like final. This year, season, like literally swept take you know. every award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess other highlights is. Uh, Watchmen won for best limited series, which uh, I didn't know Watchmen was a limited series. I'm all excited for season two, so I guess I can throw that out the uh, <laughs> out the window. And then Succession won for best drama series uh, on yeah. HBO, which is another great show. Uh, yeah, that was so. definitely uh, pretty HBO. hot for HBO. Not like one of their, you know. Uh, uh, most talked about, you know, compared to Game of Thrones or some of their, you know, even Westworld when it was like a real smash popular hit. But you always heard rave reviews about Secession, not necessarily like the cultural phenomenon that HBO sometimes has, but... But, uh, How do you feel real quick? Which... I know it's in our summer coverage, but real quick, give us a, a, a quick, uh, and by us I mean me, and I'll maybe edit it out, but uh, no, but honestly, give us a quick uh, Lovecraft. Have you been watching? Has it been? Ah, uh... oh, dude, fucking love it, man. Because I've heard good, it's dude. funny, like, you'll hear, like, Reggie Miller, I'm watching NBA basketball, and the announcer, Reggie uh. Miller's like, I watched Lovecraft, boy, that is some weird stuff, like, I'm gonna give it another episode, but, like, you hear people talk <laughs> about how fucking just nutty it is, but it's if not- you're like you know if you're reggie miller it might be a little nutty compared to uh you know a geek one of one of our fellow geeks but i love it man i think it's uh, very weird i would also say that another hbo show that was kind of from the summer maybe just recently came out but i'll give you a quick 
highlight of it is uh, Raised by Wolves. Is I finally sat down. Oh yeah, HBO Max. Yeah, fucking fantastic, dude. Okay, interesting. Uh, we did talk about that on our summer. That was the Ridley Scott. Yeah. Uh, Correct, and it's super sci-fi. Like it's not like sci-fi fantasy like Star Wars is. It's like a deep dive of like it's sci-fi. Okay, man. Interesting, but it's uh, it's dope, dude. It is like definitely takes a turns in the first two episodes. I'm fucking really into it. I'm still fucking uh, HBO Max and Roku, no deal. So I'm waiting till. Uh, it's so weird. Yeah, sons of bitches. But uh, but yeah, big uh, reviews on those. Lovecraft Country, uh, exactly, dude. It's just so it's so fucking weird that you just. But it works go with if you're a sci-fi a fan, though. It's working. Though. Not even that. Like once you just kind of accept it, like you know, it's kind of weird in the first episode, and then in the second episode where they just kind of like. <clears throat> kind of just make peace like even the characters themselves with all the weirdness they're like all right fucking well turns out all these things are re- real how weird and then they just kind of like once you get that general acceptance oh, well. of like you're living in a world with like wizards and his freaky monsters but also like during 1950 chicago so like racism <laughs> is very prevalent it's fucking wild man this show's yeah, okay, a true. But I mean, so much of the, uh, of sci-fi and that kind of stuff is just like the suspension of disbelief. You know what I mean? Or just mm-hmm. buying into it. Like if you're willing to go with it, and that's what I talk exactly. about in superhero movies and stuff all the time. Like I'm willing to go with it, and then if they do a good job executing it in the world they create, it's cool. Sometimes if they, you know what I mean, they create a world sure. and then it just falls on a partner on itself. You know? Gotcha. And like we've said too about Lovecraft Country, the other, just other thing I'll say is we've talked about it before. It is produced by J.J. Abrams and Jordan Peele, and it's if you didn't know anything about the show and just like imagine a show that you're Jordan like, what did J.J. Peele and J.J. J. J. Abrams made? Yeah. It'd be like this, dude. Like it's exactly what this is. So it's uh. All right, all right. Uh, so I'll still, I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully by the uh, winter special, I'll have my full review of Lovecraft Country. But <laughs> yeah, get it together, Roku. I guess other things too kind of get us into our TV uh, fall preview. Just some of the stuff because we're talking about Lovecraft Country and Raised by Wolves, but some of the other stuff that is in our fall preview, but has already been released that we'll kind of go over. Starting with uh, the Netflix series uh, Ratchet. Starring Sarah Paulson, uh, again, That's Ryan... the uh, Cuckoo's Nest thing, right? Yeah. The, uh, again, the prequel that nobody asked for <laughs> is, uh... And also one of those, ratchet. like, very... Kind of like the, uh, kind of oh. like the Shining, uh... What was the Shining Dr. movie? Lo- What's up? Dr. Sleep? Yeah, yes, exactly. Kind of like that, yeah. where it's just, like, you're not even, like, you know, necessarily marrying it to the other project so much... You know, it's just like a weird connection that, uh... The other thing with Ratchet, too, I will say it's Netflix, so all the episodes are out, so you can watch the whole series now. But the other thing I'll say is, again, it's a Ryan Murphy series, and Ryan Murphy is the guy that made American Horror Story and Glee and American Crime Story and all those other ones, especially kind of focusing on, like, the American Horror Story. If you've seen one thing done by Ryan Murphy, you've fucking seen it all, all right? Like, Sarah Paulson is going to be in it. It's going to start good. It's not going to follow, like, a definitive storyline. It's going to go eight other places by the time it's fucking fucking through. For sure, dude. It's just like... Look, good on the guy. Lady Gaga might show up, but it's but, yeah. 
But like, I'm just sick of it. I have, and as a fucking lover of Cuckoo's Nest, who is just like Tom Wolf and fucking. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're really just Lester treading Green. on fucking very rarefied air trying to have. And I think that was kind of like the strategy with Dr. Sleep in this, where it's like you don't, you can't necessarily go out publicly telling the world, like, hey, what is a one of a Cuckoo's Nest prequel? Did you like Cuckoo's yeah. Nest? Well, then you, you gotta check out uh, Ratchet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like the balls in these. And I think they know that, so they can't. Really go like all in. But... At least with uh, Doctor Sleeper, it was like, "Hey, look! Now the kid's grown up and he's using his powers." Okay, yeah, but makes sense. Like, hey, right, Cuckoo's yeah. Nest. Do you remember the fucking worst character ever that gives Jack Nicholson a lobotomy? Well, do you want to know where she came from? It's like, no, I don't want to fucking know where she came from. Who cares? What about Chief? Can I can I find anything about Chief? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, no, he's doing the Chief prequel. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I even said I've read something too that said. Uh, he plans on doing three seasons of it, and then the third season is actually going to be just straight up a remake of Cuckoo's Nest. So they're going to bring in the Jack Nicholson character and Chief, and the whole season's going to be Cuckoo's Nest, more or less. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's a great plan. That's like a, that sounds like a geeked up production. Hey, me and you, we should just make a uh, we should make a prequel. We should do like a prequel of like Jurassic Park, where it's uh, a Goldblum yeah. before he was a scientist, and then the last season it'll just be Jurassic Park. That's my yeah. plan for a for a, a TV show I'm series. I'm gonna do a prequel to Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. that beloved movie. That <laughs> we're gonna find out what the fuck Rosebud is, and then the last yeah. season is gonna be just like the movie. It's gonna. It's gonna be all about were we just talking about a show sled. that did that like Dusk Till Dawn you were saying didn't they just like their fucking show was just like Dusk Till Dawn <laughs> by the fucking... end the show was just like just was the movie it's like wait a minute didn't no they... dude the first so that's season how it began right the first half of the first season was straight up just You're the just movie like, wait a minute this yeah, movie man, did like... I already see this episode it's like, I thought I was already at the titty twister yeah, no, and then it, the series just keeps going on with the movie ends, but it's fucking crazy. Like, the series literally starts with them in the uh, gas station, like, with the two girls' house. It's fucking crazy, dude. It's, uh, but uh, also not giving it a shining review. It's a terrible series based off of a movie. I'll tell you what it is a great series, though, based off of a movie that has just recently come out in our fall preview special is uh, the fourth season of Fargo has just come out last Sunday. Oh, uh, they yes. aired the first two episodes on FX. This season, of course, uh, you know, each season is its own thing. It kind of each one kind of intertwines with the other, but not really. You could watch each season on its own, having never seen any yeah. other one. There's like big connections that theoretically can get you from episode to episode. For sure. But, but uh, you know, this season, the main players, Chris Rock, Timothy Oliphant, Jason Schwartzman. Uh, Noah Hawley, you know, it's been a while. It since looks like it has a little bit of a different tone as well, judging by the trailer. Sure. Kind of looks like it's a little bit more Coen Brother comedy style. And, For you know, sure I mean, lighthearted Coen Brother than the other TV. And this is, you know, a Coen Brothers production, but they're not Joel and Ethan aren't fucking writing and directing all the episodes or whatnot. But it's like... Uh, yeah, well, they, they, they have nothing. I mean, besides yeah, the Fargo... Yeah. It's all uh, Noah Hawley who does the series, and he's amazing. He took time off for a while and made the show Legion on FX, which was also fucking amazing. Yeah, you loved that one. I didn't watch Legion, but... 
it was amazing. But the other, it, uh, you're right. So, and he has done the first three seasons. Yeah, it's his show. Okay. Yeah, because so, they've kind of kept a more of a similar, you know, a little bit darker kind of tone. And then this one looks a little true. bit more, you know, Jason Schwartzman and Chris Rock fucking look like. They're I mean, they're definitely homages to uh, to uh, uh, um, Coen Brothers. Uh, theme you know yeah, and yeah. styling and kind of like you said too this one does have that lighter uh, comedic tone in it with it but that's the great thing about coen brothers movies too in general is uh even their comedies could the, uh, the next scene would be a left turn and just be like this ultra violent uh yeah I don't know, like sure. burn burn after reading the scene where brad pitts gets spoiler alert uh but gets shot in the face in the closet dude <laughs> and this comedic movie it's fucking amazing it's yeah, just, no, for sure. i feel like that's this season is going to have that kind of feel yeah, like yeah. you were saying I mean, that's or... kind of almost their thing is their movies and, and and a lot of them do keep a theme but you know like your fargos your lebowski's or not a lot of them are just like mm-hmm. they almost don't have a genre because they're funny they're like good fellas they're like fucking more funny than anything you know I like, mean, like, like honestly um... good fellas and fargo i would i would put in the comedy variety personally you know what i mean like i laugh through those movies more than anything Oh, you Fargo, Spishemi and Fargo. Yeah. Fucking the fucking amazing, pancakes dude. guy is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. You know? so, but even Raising Arizona, which is like a straight up comedy, still has like a really dark undertone. Yeah, you that's know what very I mean? true. So, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so that's right. kind of there. You know, they're a little bit all over. They're, you know, they're great at doing that. And I feel like this season, more than the other ones, will juggle a little bit lighthearted with like a crime, a lighthearted crime tale kind of thing, you know? Correct. Hopefully. Not comedic, but, you know... Let's, uh, we're just rooting for Oliphant to make it through all the episodes. <laughs> no, yeah, the Oliphant death pool starts now. <laughs> uh, the other thing that had just come out, uh, as of recording this, just came out last night, but it almost seemed like an answer to people online of just everything that's been going on in the world in Coronaville between uh, all the Black Lives Matter and the pandemic and the quarantining. And everybody online has always been like, man, I wonder what South Park writers must be going crazy right now. And uh, sure enough, the South Park pandemic special aired last night on Comedy Central, <laughs> the hour-long uh, special. And, you know, it's what a, it's an episode. It's an hour-long now, episode of South Park. Was this the first new episode that they've done in the last six months? Have they not Yeah, yeah. Tackled... I mean, technically, it's the first episode. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Okay, it's the first episode. Because, I mean, South Park's like, uh, I'm kind started. of shocked that fucking last April they weren't cramming these things out. You know what I mean? Just like... But uh, we got to figure a lot of them, you know, for a long time, people couldn't get into studio to do any kind of work. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, uh, yeah. No, for sure. Some holdups. But it just, you know, those guys are so known for their topical humor that if you're a big South Park fan, like, I'm sure you were itching to see what the uh, South Park boys would say about it all. So and it uh, and, uh very south park very... yeah it was up to standard it was a funny now let me guess cartman time. wasn't wearing a mask cartman was an yeah. anti-masker i'm assuming cartman no more so cartman loved it because he didn't want to have to go back to school okay interesting. he would just uh you know, does kenny out. die of the coronavirus uh uh, you know, I don't think. Does Kenny still die every episode? Is that a uh... no? Not so much. That's not really a trope they do so much. Okay, anymore. I see. 
In fact, he's been more, he's more of a, you know, to not really take too much of a deep dive into South Park, but Kenny's more of a side character now. He's been more replaced by Butters. He's still okay, in the show, but he's yeah, more okay, like on the side. That makes sense, though, because Kenny's whole, like, you know, you can't just watch him fucking die for 20 years every episode. And outside yeah. of that, that really was his whole thing. Butters is at least a hilarious fucking personality mm-hmm. to throw into he's the like mix. The, he's like the Ralph Wiggum of South Park, you know what I mean? <laughs> A lovable idiot but uh yeah the pandemic special was on last night uh again comedy central uh and again about what you expected they pretty much covered everything mm-hmm. um i'm sure they'll be running it tons and tons yeah, I was so gonna you say, don't worry you'll be it. if you missed it last night you'll be able to uh watch it this uh night at 10 1 3 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. tomorrow yeah, exactly. at 4 6 eight. and uh now you've guessed it it's come to that time where uh we teased it. It's now uh, the time in the fall TV special where this Sunday, The Walking Dead comes back after uh, <laughs> the hiatus of quarantine. And I guess we've talked Walking Dead to death, no pun intended. So don't want to say that too long, but you will remember that. But I guess, yeah, I guess you said everybody up uh, as to what's going on with the whole for season. Sure. And, <clears throat> Well, just if you remember the beginning of the pandemic, they were supposed to air their last. It was season 20, I think, 20, or season 12 or whatever season they're on right now. We're supposed to. Uh, but it was like halfway through, right? They, they, wrap they, up. they had like three episodes left, yeah. but they still had filming to do on the, um, on the season finale. And, you know, the virus happened and they couldn't film it. So they kind of ended it on a, like the episode before the final episode note. Now this Sunday, we're finally getting to see that final season finale. It'll be the end of the whisper war, the whole uh, thing that's been going on. But then they're also, like I said, they're adding six more episodes to this season before they kick off the new season. That'll be right around the corner. And then airing right after the walking dead this Sunday is the newest walking dead show, the walking dead world beyond, which is the two-season miniseries that's coming out. So, two so Walking Dead a shows. Walking Dead premiere. Yet another Walking Correct. Dead premiere. And then it's kind of a, 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 a... How do you feel as a Walking Dead fan? A little bit of a scroogey. You thought you were going to be getting the big end season finale. Now, all of a sudden, it's like the middle of a season. You know what I mean? You're still, you're still getting... It's still going to be like the season finale. You know what I mean? Like... They're calling it the end of the Whisper War, so it's going to be the okay, big so banger that you're expecting. And then I think there's going to be like just six recap episodes. I think basically what they were doing for season 11 or whatever it is, season 12, they're going to put into this season and then uh, start filming a new season 11 or whatever it is. So they got a lot of you know a lot yeah, of work yeah. going on. A lot of walking down. They've they've announced their ultimate finale, but as of like 2026. By the time yeah, they finish plus, all, because they've announced yeah. that's going to be like a twenty-episode thing with a fucking you know six-month half uh, half-season break and all. Plus, there's the new spinoff series, like I said, and then there's the uh, new spinoff things that they've announced: the Daryl and Carol spinoff series, the three Rick movies. So, sure, they've announced the final season, but it's not going away anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, and I'll still be watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess then. Coming out on the 6th of October is your classic, like, you know, new season time show that'll probably get canceled. But the show next on Fox will be coming out on the 6th, starring John Slattery from Mad Men. And uh, this show is the classic 
he's uh, worked for like a security cyber company and his AI has gone too smart and is now trying to take over the world because we haven't okay, seen that see. done a million yeah. times. But uh, <laughs> that's just one of the only really basic cable shows that I'm going to at least watch one episode. I'm a sucker for at least that. Give it a try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like John Slattery. I think that'll be the only reason I'll watch it, but I think it's going to be pretty terrible. Um, uh, going back to streaming, though, on October 16th, the show Hellstrom is uh, coming out on Hulu, which is... Uh, That's one of based... the Marvel ones, right? That was the... Uh, it's it's kind of like Marvel a horror, comic. like a Marvel horror. It's, a mar- it's based off like a Marvel horror, com- horror comic about like a brother and sister who was raised by a serial killer. I think or their dad was a serial killer. But they're like paranormal investigators. Uh, I don't sure think it's pretty gonna... sick. I remember watching it. Yeah, the, uh... I'll watch it. And I don't think what they're saying right now is as of now, it's not a part of the regular Marvel universe. It's obviously it's its own freestanding thing. Who knows if it becomes a giant hit that um, uh, it's a giant hit. And I'm sure maybe it will become, but it's yeah, yeah, not sure. a part of the Marvel universe. It's just based off of a freestanding. You need to Marvel. audition your way uh, onto the team these days. We'll see how your miniseries does before you're an Avenger asshole. All right. You're a... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I guess the other big uh, TV announcement then would be uh, on streaming again. And not really to focus too much on this. We've talked about it a lot, but uh, October 30th, the uh, second season of the Mandalorian appears on uh, Disney plus. So a lot of people have been excited yeah. about that. I mean, um, we've talked a lot about it, like you said, as I've seen more and more stuff for these seconds. This is fucking how many more episodes are we going to do where he's fucking walking this fucking goddamn baby Yoda through the uh, universe? Like, are we going to come up with a new storyline for, you know, like I was kind of over that storyline by the end of season one. I thought I was like, dude, did we need 12 episodes of the exact same thing? And then it just dude, looks like the yeah. trailer, like the, you know. You're the only one that doesn't like baby Yoda. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I just want Baby Yoda to finally be returned safely home. It's like, can we come up with another fucking storyline in this goddamn show? But It's a very interesting thing. They've never really talked about, like, what planet Yoda is from, the original Yoda. So, it's its own thing. The fun thing about Season 2 of The Mandalorian, though, is uh, that there's already announced that there's going to be a bunch of uh, other Star Wars characters mixed in this season from other Star Wars lords, be it the cartoons, movies, or comics. I just hope we get another Bill Burr episode, you know? <laughs> I mean, the, the badass bounty hunter Bill Burr. <laughs> yeah, dude. But, uh, I mean, I think there's a chance we might, because like we talked about, like, a lot of cameos, mm-hmm. a star-studded whole, you know... Uh, and why not? They didn't kill him off, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, like we said, that show has been a big... Uh, a lot of comics of it were a lot on that show. A lot of comedy actors playing yeah, yeah. characters. So, we'll see. Um, I guess that can kind of get us into all the movies that are coming out this fall. Starting with the uh, much-anticipated, the movie Liam and I can't stop talking about... Dying to go out and see it. it. Might be the first time we actually hit up the theaters and see this thing live. But a uh, war with Grandpa is coming. <laughs> and I haven't been this excited for a movie since uh, Bill and Ted's Face the Music. And I guess, by the way, we did tease in our summer preview special that, like, come the fall special, we give our official Bill and Ted's review. If you remember, so I guess I'm uh, I, and I'm here to say uh, uh, I'm giving it a stone cold, uh, a big stone cold hell. Yeah. 
Hell yeah! <laughs> Bill and Ted's face the music. A obviously kind of in love with uh, Ted's daughter. Is Ted uh, oh, uh, Alex Winter or is that Keanu? Alex Winter's daughter, kind of uh, kind of a dream girl scenario. But uh, other than that, definitely a Bill and Ted's uh, excellent joyride through the fa- nice. through the through the past, present, and future. So. That's right, and uh, I'll also give it an Arnold. Uh, same thing. Stick around. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm liking this one. I'm gonna stick around. All right. Yeah. Stick around. It's uh. And, and I guess on the one. same note, if you want me to give you my early review of uh, of fucking uh, if you want War me to give my grandpa. early review of War with Grandpa, I think you know where I'm going with this one. Uh. <laughs> Couple of oh, hell yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, it just seems like one of those things, one of those movies that De Niro's making, because I guess he's the bad grandpa, he's the grandpa at war, uh, not to be confused with this movie, Bad Grandpa. Yeah, no, it's De Niro, like, co-starring with an eight-year-old in this fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those. Also, Uma Thurman and Rob Riggle are in it, also. It's, uh, definitely one of those movies De Niro's using to, like, finance his, uh... His, uh, <laughs> production company. Yeah, the Tribeca Film Festival least, is putting him, uh, putting a major uh, hurt on the, or at least to launder money. <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, we'll course, get into it. But I guess we do have another De Niro comedy classic coming up. But the, do, uh, uh, that one looks pretty good, old, though. Actually, uh, what do you mean, Get Shorty for Seniors? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, it uh, is very Get Shorty. Actually, now that you mentioned, yeah. It. But the two movies coming out after War with Grandpa... Because we, we are doing this covered. in chronological order, just to point out. Correct. We already covered the Trial of Chicago 7 and the Borat movie, both coming out on Netflix and Amazon Prime. After that, another streaming service, which uh, kind of sucks. Might do the seven-day trial for this one, but uh, On the Rocks comes out on October 23rd on Apple TV. And this is the... Interesting. Uh, so this Fiat is a seven-day trial territory for this one, for sure. For sure. It's the Sofia Coppola-directed Bill Murray movie. So, of course, they did Lost in Translation together. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Epic came up before. And uh, I want to watch it, and I would definitely get the seven-day trial for Apple TV for no other reason, too, than to also watch that fucking Beastie Boys documentary <laughs> that's on there. Yeah, that's right. And, we can finally watch it. We've been talking about that one on the show for fucking two years. Yeah, it's, so uh, watch that and On the Rocks on uh, October 23rd. <laughs> um, other than that, Rashida Jones is his co-star in that, playing his daughter. He's playing like a kind of older playboy. Yeah. But Bill Murray's still uh, uh, still must see kind of territory, especially working with Sofia Coppola. And this one definitely looks, you know, looks real good. But you know, still, uh, uh, Bill Murray's still uh, uh, still a fan fave of the Geeked Up Boys. So he falls into yeah. that legacy. If he's got a big project like this coming out, we'll check it out to see what uh, what he's got going. Absolutely, for sure. There's also, uh, speaking of movies earlier that we were talking about that nobody asked for the sequel or prequel for, but uh, on October 28th, right in time for Halloween, will be the uh, sequel to the 1996 film The Craft, starring Nev Campbell and Feruza Bach. There's a new group of witches now in 2020. It's Craft Legacy. Wow! Talk about yeah, yeah. twenty years. They talk about uh, uh, a one of those twenty-four class- years later. Yeah. yeah, from like the Full House 
<laughs> from the, yeah, from the Full like House the, series category, but 20 years after a movie sequel. that everybody... Yeah, exactly, from the Dumb and Dumber category. But 20 years... At least Dumb and Dumber was like a classic, comedy classic. 20 years after a movie that fucking nobody cared about... But, uh, well, I think in the '90s, man, that was a, it was a that was in the horror boom bigger, of the '90s. And this sure, is like was, a uh, very horror genre kind of thing to throw out, like a sequel or a uh, an unwanted. Well, it, was just, it was very '90s gothy, like the girls were witches. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. definitely like I think the show Charmed came off the heels of this movie. Okay, I say no. I remember you're so, right. It was definitely like a big enough movie in the '90s. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, from the same story, actually, this one I don't think has ever went away. But there's as well a new Chucky coming out this year. Uh, but have you seen this one though? It, it's not. Yeah. It's like not Chucky 18. This one, he's matured, I guess, as he gets older. Because this one, it's just called Charles. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie poster is just like a little fucking Chucky standing there, but so we've got we've got yet another Chucky coming out for this uh, just in time for Halloween. Oh man, that was this a sequel to the movies, the prequels? Is uh... I mean, I'm assuming he's like I said, maturing. He's like finally aging. He's uh, getting older. By this point, he's you know perhaps a uh, yeah. in his, he's he's in his early 30s, trying to find a wife. You know, he's trying to really settle down. Yeah, and... That you know, uh, the original Chucky was uh, the doc from uh, Deadwood, so he's getting old now. There comes a point in your life where you got to stop going by Chucky and you start going by Charles. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Fucking. Uh, a guy, man reaches like, an age where you know. Yeah. <laughs> Any name that ends with a Y, you know, you're, after you hit thirty, cut that shit out. Some There's also Billy. a hilarious horror movie coming out this year where uh, uh, the Empty Man, co-starring, uh, starring who? Of course, Stephen Root. Stephen Root. Oh, it's gonna be a <laughs> I can only hope he's like the uh, serial killer, demented, disturbed one, and not like the father of the victim, the victim or anything like that but he's yeah. like fucking right up there on the call sheet it was like uh like headlining right. the uh headlining uh the empty man we are uh, and in bill murray legacy category of course we watch everything from bill murray sasha baron cone and steven root on this podcast <laughs> yeah what is that movie <laughs> but you're right man uh fingers crossed that our boy steven root is the empty man yeah, exactly. Um, That's true. Is he said empty man or uh I guess uh coming out then though, speaking of uh a two timer on this list, not only like Sasha Baron Cohen, but like you said earlier, De Niro coming out again with another movie in November thirteenth, uh The Comeback Trail, which is a uh action comedy. I think this one's theater and maybe on demand also. But uh, like we said, it's about producers who owe money to the mob. It's got Robert De Niro, Tommy Lee Jones, Morgan Freeman. Uh, I think Zach Braff, the kid from Scrubs, might be in <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. But yeah, but, I mean, uh, I, I said before it looks good, and I can like ninety percent chance I'm gonna fucking uh, live those words down, and I'm gonna regret that. I'm gonna regret ever saying that that one, that this one looks good. But you know what I mean? Uh, uh, there are they're playing like age appropriate guys, where De Niro's like playing an old gangster. You know what I mean? Morgan Freeman's playing an old gangster. But and you're right, it does have like a little bit of like a producers or like a get shorty kind of thing, where they're uh, setting up. 
like they're uh, uh, setting up Tommy Lee Jones as like an actor, and they're gonna try to kill him for insurance money. So it's like a whole wacky scam like that going on. So yeah, I'm sure there'll no, be a, a, a comedy of errors and hijinks will ensue. But Tommy Lee Jones looks like he's real good, and in De Niro, honestly, for like comedic recent year De Niro, it looks way more promising than anything I've seen. Even Morgan Freeman looks right. Eddie Griffin is a uh, promising Eddie, you know but i don't know something about it under, it doesn't look terrible it's good to see uh the undercover brother back in a, a <laughs> yeah, big no, comedy like it does not look as terrible time. as i think that as, as that it should be and that it probably will be you know what i mean so i'm holding out hope though i'm holding out hope yeah uh i have a totally i think that movie looks like shit <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah but uh i guess i can see that because it kind of because you, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. kind of right like um yeah I'm not going to argue. I going both but... ways, though. Uh, call the bookie. Let's get some action on this. <laughs> um, and I guess to round out the movies, too, there's another big one. Uh, this is one that is much like, I guess, Tenant is saying straight up no on demand, straight up movie theaters. But the uh, movie No Time to Die, which will be Daniel Craig's final time out as James Bond, hits theaters on November 20th. And... Uh, you know, I'm not in tenant the style. No, no, no VOD. We're going straight to theaters. Straight, straight, uh, straight. Interesting. Theaters. Interesting. Theater only. I guess um, another thing that we should have, yeah, we haven't really talked too much about that during our movie preview, but uh, I guess you did mention that there's going to be a little bit of both juggling around. But, yeah, I uh, mean, for the most part, some of them are theater, and uh, I pretty much mentioned it on everyone. Some are theaters and on demand. A lot of them are on streaming services. Uh, and uh, I would say that No Time to Die, the James Bond one, is the only real one that's like the big theater release that'll be coming out. Um, I don't know about you personally, but like I said, I'm not going to go to the theaters to see it. I'm not going to go to the theaters to see anything. But uh, this is the one I am probably most excited about on this list, obviously, besides Charles and Empty Man, <laughs> just because... Uh, I'm a big fan of the Daniel Craig Bonds. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's really going down uh, as one of the all-time best Bonds. Oh, yeah, dude, big time, man. Uh, Casino Royale and Skyfall, both of those movies fucking kick ass, dude. There's a, you know, there's a couple stinkers in there, but he's made like five or six of them. Yeah, I was going to say, he's made these. a shocking number of Bonds mm-hmm. and uh, being one of the really all-time franchise epic movie king, you know, that's... Uh, well, I would say- Say too, and much like the uh, I'm not a reader bro category, is he's definitely the most like the novel Bond, where in like the books, James Bond like isn't this suave Pierce Brosnan kind of guy. He's more of like a big, tough, strong, like brawler type oh, fucking like tough guy, spy, like kick ass dude, more like the Daniel Craig, like okay, is versus like the Bond you kind of know of the uh tuxedo and yeah, the very ladies. suave and proper and all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah that's right that's definitely a benicio del toro looks pretty badass in that one uh definitely For sure. the kid from mr robot is the bad guy in this one uh, <laughs> uh, uh definitely looks real good and like you said will uh under normal circumstances i think would have been a huge huge Mm-hmm. deal the fact that it was the last of the franchise and he's been such a popular oh, yeah. bond you know what i mean if it wasn't cor- if it wasn't corona time i would definitely go see this one in the theaters man for sure and it would be one of i think like the biggest movies of the year you know what i mean if it uh 
For was sure. if a, a, a give, you know, uh, given regular circumstances, but even with some of the, you know, I guess there had been some delays and whatnot, like I was going to say earlier, we hadn't really talked about, but there had been like, you know, Wonder Woman was supposed to come out in September. There were some of the things that had been pushed back. Look at uh, Black Widow, man. Like that movie yeah. should be like out on demand already from its th- theater run during the summer. Yeah, it was yeah, supposed exactly. to come out in like May, dude. That was and even when I think when we did our summer more. movie preview, that one we had given a date. They had, now that one's coming out for sure in September. You know what I mean? I was like, guessing for sure that they would do go down the Mulan route. Yeah. That's what they did. Disney you know, Plus at like 30 bucks. It's insane that they no, haven't I done mean, that yet, but. It is and it isn't. I think Marvel knows. They're smart enough to know like, look, dude, we'll wait this thing out. The second we put this movie in the theaters, it's going to make close to a billion because it's the first Marvel movie to come out in a while. Yeah, Just fucking yeah. hold your horses, everybody, and fucking, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think, for me personally, and like I said, with the Mulan thing, too, I was like, I wouldn't pay fucking 30 bucks to watch Mulan on a Disney Plus. Having said that, if Black Widow comes out, I'm definitely forking up that fucking money <laughs> because I'm a sucker for that. But, yeah, so a lot of things have been delayed, but those are all the movies that will be coming out, I guess, ending on... Uh, uh, but I'd November say in a very weird fun, year, though, you know. Uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, no Time to Die, you know, Tenant. Those are going to be like two of the biggest box office uh, um, draws of the year. And No Time to Die might be uh, really one of the biggest, you know, it might go down as the biggest movie this whole year due to the fact mm-hmm. that there hadn't been, you know what I mean, just the crazy, you know, six-month gap of releases and all this kind of stuff and just, you know, uh, such a weird year in the film uh, industry and a lot of so many pushbacks and whatnot. But, you know, No Time to Die uh, uh, still go down, still might go down as the biggest yeah. movie of 2020, to be honest. Wouldn't be hard. I mean, it doesn't got too much uh, too much competition, you know. Um, but I would say that would be it. Then ending at the very end of November, our fall movie uh, preview special. As of now, like Sorry. I mentioned, Wonder Woman on schedule for our big winter preview uh, mm-hmm. uh, special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll see what um, happens between here and there. At Black Widow, it got pushed back all the way to next summer, so that'll be in our summer preview special. Uh-huh. Um. But, of course, you might notice we uh, skipped a couple obvious Halloween ones, of course, coming out on Netflix. And I guess that'll kind of bring us to our looking forward to all of our Halloween antics the Geeked Up Boys are going to be getting to this uh, season in quarantine. Oh, yes. More Halloween festivities prepared for the Geeked Up Boys. Another, much like our fall special, another annual Mm -hmm. tradition on the show has become our Halloween extravaganzas that we do. Big time, big time. So I want to say this on Netflix and chat. We did say we were going to be watching the devil all the time. And then I think the next day Netflix snuck out a, uh, a preview for a movie coming out this Friday, which we're definitely uh, watching this one instead, just because it's a Halloween special and it's right up our alley, but coming out on October 2nd, tomorrow, Bron- the Bronx versus vampires. Uh, which is a <laughs> pretty much all you horror, need to know. Uh, yeah, a comedy <laughs> horror movie, which pretty much uh, is in the title. It's what it sounds like. It's a bunch of kids from the Bronx fighting vampires, a bunch of white vampires that shouldn't yeah, be there, yeah. right? Right. Uh, so that's gonna be one of the movies we watch on Netflix and chat. And of course, we've teased it a bunch. But on October seventh comes out. We're giving you guys ample time to watch these movies too, so you can uh, know what the hell we're talking about this time. But 
of course, the Adam Sandler Hubie Halloween banger will be coming out on of course. Uh, October 7th. A wacky uh, chandelier voice to go along wacky... with your spooky Halloween. But and if you talk about even... an epic double feature of Netflix and chats just oh, in yeah, time for yeah. Halloween, Bronx versus uh, uh, Bronx, uh, the, uh, the Bronx versus Vampires and Hubie Halloween is Sandler spooky yeah, murder like mystery is... classic. Best Halloween Definitely... ever. More excited for these than in the tall grass, which we did last year. <laughs> you know, this is uh, much better. And also, well, last Julie year as well, we did our Halloween special, best of Halloween special, which will uh, be able to re-air this year. And, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, of course, uh, keeping with the theme of summer and quarantine, we will be doing a Zoom Halloween movie trivia this month. Yes. So, once As we get I that teased earlier, getting back to Zoom for uh, uh, last uh, last time we were on Zoom, we did a great trivia night. This time it's mm-hmm. going to be a trivia night, but an all but a spooky uh, Halloween themed trivia for Correct. Halloween movies and you know bonus various points. other Halloween shenanigans. Definitely bonus. a costume. Uh, yeah, bonus points. For, yeah, bonus points for showing up in costume. For yes, sure. Yes, one hundred percent. <laughs> and uh, I think right now we're thinking of doing that on the 29th, which is the Thursday before Halloween, which is going to be yeah, a very festive Friday, Saturday that's... Halloween this year. Uh, it would be it would be amazing if we were allowed to leave our houses. I guess the masks yeah. will be uh, will come in handy for this Halloween. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, uh, so uh, the a... Saturday Halloween will be coming at you the Thursday before for the geeked up Halloween Zoom uh, for the geeked up Zoom Halloween party. Can I at least Zoom go trivia. On... Yeah, we're gonna we were gonna do it on Friday night because that's mischief night. You know, I gotta go out and throw eggs at houses and toilet paper. <laughs> Did you guys do that in Jersey? Did you guys – was the Friday or the night yeah, before course. Halloween? We've like talked the, about uh, it before. Like we yeah, definitely yeah, okay. did it. However, unfortunately in Jersey, we call it cabbage night. So it sounds <laughs> – right. yes, yes, yes. Okay. So it sounds like fucking total puss. But everybody uh, else is devil's uh, night. What do you guys call it? Like ruckus night mischief, or something? Mischief, mischief night. All right. That's yeah, good. Way better than cabbage better, night. Yeah. Cabbage night. I want to look up – I'm actually going to deep dive into that and look up what the origin of that has to be. You know, cabbage. cabbage Probably just because they would go, like, squash the cabbage patches in Jersey. Like, hee, 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 we ruined your cabbage, fucker. It's like very funny. In Detroit, they're fucking burning the buildings down and shit like that. Like, so yeah. that'll be it, though, for this fall movie TV special. Look forward to all the things we have coming up for Halloween. And uh, in the theme of Halloween, I saved this little trick-or-treat for Liam. Uh and I just want to point out, too, that it's a total coincidence that he brought up the uh, Empty Man starring Steven Roots uh, this episode because my big trick-or-treat for Liam is coming up right now. Take it away, Andre. Steven Root, Steven Root, yo, <laughs> it's going to be a hoot. And uh, that's right. I'm bringing back the Steven Root game for this big uh, special uh, if you don't remember, oh, nice. yeah, Liam didn't know this was coming, but I'm going to bring up a, uh, I bring up a bunch of movies, right? Uh, all starring Steven Root. And I sneak in one movie that's not starring Steven Root. Uh, Liam has to tell me which movie Steven Root was not in. Uh, keeping with Halloween though, these are all going to fall under horror movies that Steven okay, Root has Steven been in. Root. So we're kicking off our Halloween festivities with a Steven Root of, uh, uh, yeah. ha- uh, Halloween horror game. All right, nice. Coincidentally, and 100% coincidentally in honor of Empty Man. This is <laughs> nice. 
I've been planning this out, but uh, all right. So I'm going to name you some TV movies that I'm going to name you six actually. TV movies that Stephen Root has been in. One of these he has not been in. Okay. Uh, 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 You said these are TV movies or just just... TV and movies. Okay. Horror TV. The regular whole, uh, the regular Stephen Root uh, game. So you're going to mention six. Uh, He was not in one of them. Not in one of them. Okay. Now I'm going to start with some. uh, I'm just going to run through these, right? So the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where he plays Principal Gary Murray. Okay. Okay. Uh, in the TV series True Blood, where he plays Eddie Guffire, or was it in the movie Get Out, where he plays Jim Hudson, or was he in the movie Ghost, uh, playing Police Sergeant? Was he in uh, an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, playing the librarian in the episode Tale of Locker 22? Or was he in the? Uh, was he playing Dean Barbage in the uh, cult horror movie Monkey Shine? <laughs> okay, interesting. I mean, I'm definitely gonna say definitely yes on Buffy and definitely okay. yes on Get Out. Correct. Right, he was right. uh, Correct. definitely. And then I gotta think he was in a Get Out. He was pretty much reprising his character from uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh Brother Where Art Thou. <laughs> we all remember him from Get Out, of course. Uh, see, I feel like I remember that he was in uh, a True Blood episode before. Uh, Ghost, I feel, is a, 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 a classic like Ghost must contain Stephen Root. So I'm gonna give him the Ghost pass. Uh, uh, that monkey shine, to, uh, monkey yeah, we got. Shine and are you afraid of the dark? Okay, those are my only two that I have left, huh? Correct. Um, uh, monkey shine. He plays Dean. Give you one more uh, hit. He plays Dean Barbage in Monkey Shine, or he plays the librarian in the episode titled Tale of Locker Twenty Two on Are You Afraid of the Dark? The scariest part of Snick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Stephen Root does not come across very librarian to me. I mean, talk about an alpha male. I gotta go the uh, 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 cult classic Monkey Shine. Sounds like Stephen Root would really put it over the top. I'm going, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Liam Whalen. Once again, you have. Uh, <laughs> have I nailed the have, Stephen Root Halloween challenge? Have, you have beat me again. <laughs> uh, I thought putting wow. that on TL, This was a real is, 50-50 one here. There is an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark called Tale of Locker 22. And I thought maybe just okay, calling him librarian like he was called police sergeant in the movie Ghost. I see. You're trying to lull me in with the details. A lot of red herrings I threw out there. That was a real 50-50. I mean, I feel like I I was pretty (laughs) sure on the other ones just from, like, True Blood I remember from a game past, like we said. I think the same thing with Ghost, where I think those ones have come up in the past. But uh, uh, so it kind of just came down to those two. And uh, so that was a 50-50 shot from a tough six-movie field. But I think still undefeated in the Steven Rude Challenge. Yes, yeah, still undefeated, man. Still undefeated. It was uh, good to have the game back. It's been a while. So thanks to Andre for the Stephen Root song. Thanks to Stephen Root for being out there doing what you're doing. Definitely and check out The Empty that... Man in theaters yeah, yeah, uh, this yeah. October. And with that, you know, uh, that'll and be Check out the rest episode. of the uh, – what a way to kick off the Halloween – our uh, Halloween month on the Geeked Up oh, podcast. Yeah.
with the the ghoul Stephen Root himself. But uh, with that, I'm Devin Barnes. That's Liam Whalen. We're still under quarantine, damn it. So I know you're not working tomorrow. So go ahead and get geeked up. Woo, baby. What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo! 